Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. As always, we come to you from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou special I don't need nobody episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. <sighs> Bijou, must you start? Do you, you probably can't hear her squeaking in the background, but trust me. She is squeaking in the background right now. This little dog loves to start. Hasn't played with her snake all day. And now, as soon as I start to do my podcast, this bitch has to give the snake a squeak or two. Anyway, enough to talk about. Uh, Here's the deal, guys. Uh, Every once in a while, I want to do one by myself just because I feel like... It's cool having people on and stuff, but it's not something I'm going to put a lot of time and effort into as far as getting people on. Like, I'm going to have Earl Skakel on next week. I'm going to have Jasmine Lee. That's the plan. Uh, But sometimes it's just like trying. For me, I never travel with other comics anywhere. And sometimes comics think I'm bitchy because they'll try to coordinate with me and they'll be like, okay, let's all carpool out together since it's kind of far away. And I'm always, I avoid that because... I like to do what I like to do when I want to do it, when it strikes me. I don't have to think about anybody else's schedule. And so, you know, sometimes for me, it can be kind of crappy if I like plan to do something and then I kind of resent doing it when I'm actually doing it because I'm like, oh, that's the plan. And so it's not fun. It doesn't feel spontaneous. And that's why I love Carmen, because uh, Carmen Morales, I'll have her on just because we're kicking and having fun being stupid. And I'll be like, hey, Carmen, you want to do my podcast? And then we'll just do a quick one. And it's a fun conversation. And I love Carmen. Uh, there's a lot of people I love right now. I'll start off by that. Let's start off with some positivity and then we'll get down to the dirt. Uh, one person I'm really liking right now, Jimmy Rogers. Uh, he's a gay comic and or a comic who happens to be gay. Uh, but this fag is fun, and I really like him. Um, me and Kim Congdon, I'll update you guys on that. Kim Congdon, a couple weeks ago, uh, we ended up in the same circle, literally. And uh, we were both, like, pleasantly avoiding each other. It wasn't like, uh, it didn't seem at all, uh, like, I didn't feel any hostility or whatever. But we were in the same circle and kind of avoiding each other. And then later on that night... I saw her leaving the comedy store. She was getting ready to get in the car, get in a car, and then she turned herself around and walked over to me and put her hand out and shook my hand. And of course, I shook her hand, and uh, we didn't exchange any words. There was no apology. There was no heart to heart, which I kind of like. I prefer that it doesn't turn into a whole like love fest or whatever. You know, that's good enough. We don't have anything to talk about in that way. Uh, but I really respected her. I really respect when people can just say or agree to say fuck it and just, you know, coexist. And so uh, I just wanted to throw that out there since one of the first episodes I talked all about that situation and stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, that squashed and we're good. And like I saw her tonight and we waved. And I mean, like I legitimately would rather get along with people. Um, The other night I went off on this guy, Jeff Amaral. But it was just because he always hijacks a conversation, right? There's this area of the comedy store where really it's supposed to be for employees of the comedy store. 
and the staff. That's who it's really supposed to be for. And then, you know, they can have guests back there or whatever. And it gets kind of loose and nobody really polices it like that until recently, you know, more recently. But for a minute, it got kind of ridiculous back there. And it was like you'd go back there and it'd be like a bunch of open micers and none of them really had any business back there. And it was kind of annoying because like me, I'm not a regular at the comedy store. So a lot of times I am back there with somebody. If I'm not back there with somebody, a lot of times it's because I just snuck back and there's nobody there and I decide to smoke a cigarette. But even that, like as soon as an employee walks out and a lot of the girls have seen me do it, like as soon as an employee walks out or if it looks like somebody walks out with the conversation if I'm just sitting there by myself I'll put out my cigarette and just leave the area because then it gets to be their area again uh but the other night I was back there just because my friend Hormos invited me back and I already done my set for potluck and so I see Jeff Amaral come out and he's not a regular there he's not hanging out with an employee and he's not um even really an active comic he goes up sometimes but not very much but every time I see him back there, he kind of hijacks the conversation. And so this time he comes out there by himself. And there's a part of me that low-key feels like, why are you even back here right now? But I don't say anything. I'm like, whatever. So then two other people walk out, and he ends up hijacking their conversation, which I'm not paying attention to that too much. I was told later by one of the people that uh, they got their conversation hijacked too. So then they leave, and then I'm talking to Brian Simpson at this point, and Hormos has gone inside, and Brian Simpson is also an employee there. And I'm just finishing up my cigarette, and we're having a quick talk about, like, the election and stuff like that, which Brian Simpson, if you guys don't know him, he is currently an employee at the Comedy Store, but he's a really funny guy, like, super funny guy, and has a great personality. He's black, which, you know, a lot of times I find it more interesting to talk to ethnic people or people of color when about like you know politics and stuff like that because even though they won't agree with me always and mostly usually don't agree with me um they're just more we just can relate on different levels and the other i guess kind of being full disclosure um me and jeff had talked about uh, like the election and stuff like that and he was one of the people that kind of told me like try to act like my thinking was dumb and that you know Trump wasn't going to win and whatever else and I, I get that like you know that people kind of get that or felt that way but the thing is they were all wrong so and things were the like a lot of here here's the thing that's really getting on on my nerves about that situation in some cases let me just go off topic for a second a lot of times people, when they think about that kind of stuff, they think about it more in like uh, numbers and like statistics type of way. But everything that Donald Trump ran on was emotions. You know, it was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of strategy there, but it was a lot of working people's emotions and stuff like that. People that talk about stats never really consider like the human factor, which even though I don't have a lot of those soft feelings like people do. I do think about the way that that works and the dynamics of that just because I have to. Because when I'm doing stand-up, like, obviously, I have to read the crowd and I have to know kind of what's going on. And some of my saves in my jokes, like, where I do little tags to make sure that the audience laughs, I got those just from really paying attention and tuning into the audience and trying to, like, figure out, like, okay, what emotion are they feeling right now? What do I have to cancel out in that joke? What's too harsh in that joke? And so it's that part is a part of what I do 
and the other thing is people wouldn't listen like on the on the left and i don't like to do the left right thing i just say it because like for lack of a better term because really i don't have a side that's one thing i just go with who i'm feeling and what i'm feeling at the time and but what i've noticed with the left and that's probably why I'm not there anymore. Or I know that's a big part of the reason why I'm not there anymore. Like dealing with people on the left is because people on the left have gotten to the point where they will tell you what you are. And that's exactly what you are, no matter what you say or how you try to explain it to them. Like if they want to say you're racist or misogynistic for voting for Trump, then that's what just what they're going to tell you. And then that's the brush they paint you with. From there on out, that's what you're working against. But if you're not like that, then you can't argue that with them because it's just like, I'm not going to argue that perspective because that's not where I'm coming from. So that's one of the reasons that I don't really want to talk to certain people about politics because I don't think about it in that way. Then some people are too emotional, like overly emotional, where that's all they want to focus on is we need to be nice. We need to do these kinds of things. And yes, we do need to be nice and that kind of stuff to each other but also we have to kind of take emotions out of it and listen to other people like okay so let me work past the fact that i in my regular thinking i would think you're racist for making this decision let me work past that and let me just hear what it is you're saying and really hear it not formulate what i'm going to say next while you're talking actually listen to the person and hear what it is they're saying because different people say different things or different things different ways and a lot of times if you actually listen to them yeah you'll get annoyed at first because it strikes you a certain way when they say certain things and we all have certain triggers even though we're not safe spacers or that kind of stuff we have certain things that make us feel certain ways well you have to kind of try to work past that trigger and it's something that i still it's not like i've mastered it but it's it's something i still sometimes struggle with a bit but i i find the more that i force myself to do it the easier it becomes where i can actually listen to people and not get any kind of real read or move my needle in any way until I've heard them out all the way and then it's like a lot of times it's like yeah there's nothing to be upset about in that or there's nothing for me to really dispute we both want the same thing we just have different ways we think it could happen so if we can talk to each other and actually listen to each other then maybe we could kind of figure some stuff out and I don't think like in a conversation behind the comedy store I'm going to figure out the problems of the world it's not like I'm thinking that but I do believe that real change starts right around you. We don't have to wait around for the president to decide that we're going to be nice to each other or we're not going to be racist or we are going to be more honest in conversation with each other. We don't need anybody to legislate that. That's something we can do just person to person. Um, and so uh, my point in all that is like, that's the kind of person this guy Jeff Amaral is, is he's more like, you know, wants to talk about it. Well, it starts at the top. And, and no, it doesn't fucking start at the top. Yes, I mean, shit rolls downhill for sure. But I mean, we can make our world better just by actually being what we say we want. Like, I really do want for all of us to have a, a better situation here in the United States. And, uh, you know, all over the world would be great too, but... I think more about my country and where I am and even more specifically about what's happening around me. 
that's why a lot of times I'll eliminate certain people or certain problems from my life because I feel like, oh, yeah, I can fix this. Uh, this is as easy as just not having that person around or, you know, kind of burning that bridge, which is something I talked about on Facebook the other day. Like people say that I burn a lot of bridges, but really I don't consider these bridges. You know, these like it's, it's nothing there. It's not a bridge. It's just something in my way, really. It's the opposite of a bridge. It's a wall that I just got to <laughs> knock down or get out of my way or whatever. So anyway, that's kind of what I consider this guy Jeff because I've noticed in talking to him because usually with him, I'll just kick back and listen. That's where I do use my listening skills. And I have heard enough of him. I know that you know, that he's biased in just the way he feels about things in the first place because uh, his family... His brother, his uncle, sorry, his uncle read The Art of the Deal and then pulled some Donald Trump shit and fucked over the rest of the family. But they're all still cool somewhat. No, not really. There's drama. And I don't feel like I'm talking out of turn by saying all this stuff because it was something he said in a loud conversation. It wasn't like, you know, any he was acting like this was a, a real he was telling me in confidence. So there's that. And then there's also that he comes from a different kind of background. You know, he's, uh, his family has a lot of money. Um, so it's like, we don't really relate on that level. And I, but I heard him out, you know, last time and the couple of times before that I've been hearing him talk. Um, and I do mean that like hearing him talk because it's not really a conversation with him and it's, boring and so when he tried to hijack my conversation I just felt like he had a lot of nerve because one you don't belong here to begin with and I told him this like you know and I was like I know you don't belong here because technically I don't belong back here so and I do have more reason to be back here but technically I still don't belong back here the only reason I was back there like I said was because my friends were there that was Hormos and Brian Simpson so that makes it all right just for me being back there but really like you know like I said once they leave then I'm not supposed to be back there and I know that people would probably be cool even if I wasn't but I do prefer to be back there with somebody that way nobody says anything and also because I feel like more comics should respect that I, I just will admit that. I feel like more comics should respect that. But they get confused because there's people that are friends of the store and have been friends of the store forever or are considered part of the store family. And so they have every right to be back there. They have a different relationship. They're not back there like on the comic level. They're back there as part of the store. Like there's a lot of different parts where everybody just, when you're dealing with a place like the comedy store, has to work it the way that it works for them. And different relationships have different, um, privileges or I don't need privileges sounds whatever but uh, different allowances and so um, you know so I don't and I don't judge any of those people for the way their relationships work with the store but I do know that certain people really don't belong in their, back there like they're if they're posing as a comic and trying to act like you know I want to be in comic conversations and stuff like that technically if you're a comic and you really shouldn't be back there you should be more like fly on the wall and just nobody notices you Apparently, he didn't know that. So I had to let him know because at first I just tried to keep talking because he tried to interrupt me when I was in the middle of saying something. And then he tried to pull the because I let him go on for a second and then was like, oh, yeah, let me finish. Because I realized, you know, I listened in for a second. Then in my head, I was like, 
he's on some bullshit, still trying to talk about nothing. And so I just was like, I was like, oh, yeah, let me finish what I was saying. And then he was like, actually, I was talking. And I was like, no, actually, I was talking and you interrupted me. And technically, you shouldn't be back here anyway. So and I was like, I've heard you speak before. I know enough of your ideas. I know enough of your thinking that I don't really need you right now. I'm trying to talk to Brian. And so then he starts pulling the like, you know, Okay, cool. I guess I have nothing to contribute. Go on. Say what you're saying. Say what you're saying. Say what and being antagonistic like that, which at that point, I'm seriously annoyed because, like I said, I, this person really isn't a comic. And that's when I say this stuff, I hate when people act like I'm being particularly elitist. Every once in a while, I joke about that on Facebook or whatever, but that's not what it is or like trying to exclude people. The fact is there's a way that it does work and there are people that maybe haven't been doing comedy that long but are definitely real comics like the way that they write all the time the way they're always going up at spots I mean it doesn't depend on time it doesn't depend on how many how much money somebody makes it does that's not what being a comic really is about like as far as the people you respect as comics and I definitely know who is a comic and who isn't a comic you know, I know from the way that they are, from the way that we interact, from the way that they carry themselves, from the way that you see them at different open mics. And so if I'm telling you you're a com not a comic, I'm not being insulting. I'm just pointing out a fact. That's not the way we look at you. So, yeah, then he tried to act kind of antagonistic, like I said, and I laid into him a little bit more and I don't remember everything I told him. I know I know I did tell him that when I talk to other comics, sometimes I don't want to hear a regular person's opinion. And that's what he is as a regular person. Like I said, he goes up once in a while and I've even seen him be funny. I'm not going to lie and say he's not funny, uh, but just he doesn't go up that much. And so I don't think of you that way. And that's just what it is. So and plus I'm tired of that shit anyway like for some reason in the comedy world people always think it's okay to just interrupt you and sometimes you are having a conversation with something uh, with somebody and then like you got to deal with the regular people too which are the audience members or the people that are just hanging out on like the comedy store patio or to, you know improv or wherever you happen to be hanging out last night I was at the comedy store and I had something happen to me that like you want to talk about people being triggered or getting a little bit like yeah, that that's not supposed to happen like that. Um, I was coming around from the back of the comedy store. Uh, and what happened was I was coming around from the back of the comedy store to the front patio. When I got to the front patio, I saw Brian Moses. And Brian Moses is from Roast Battle. If you guys aren't familiar with Roast Battle, it's going to be having a second season. It's on Comedy Central. You should check it out. They've been filming it the last uh, couple days, and then they've been going different places and doing what they call Road to Roast Battle right now. They're recording that. So that should be out in a while. I'll alert you again, but just to drop it in your ear. I know I talked about it on like some of the early episodes, but I don't think I've talked about it in a while. Anyway, so I see Brian Moses, and the thing is, Brian Moses is at the um, Roast Battle quite a bit. He's the host of the Roast Battle, not Roast Battle, sorry. Uh, well, he is the host of the Roast Battle, but he's at the Comedy Store quite a bit. The thing is, 
I don't have time to be jockeying people like I like people and I love people and they know that I love them and I know that they love me and they're the same way with me like where it's like when we see each other we say hi some we say hi from across or whatever a quick hello but we don't always get a chance to talk or whatever they're busy or I'm busy or conversations are going on shit's crazy whatever like that you know um, so you don't always get to see people. And then between them traveling and me traveling, sometimes you just don't see each other that much. You're not at the comedy clubs at the same night. So I hadn't seen uh, Brian Moses for a while where we actually got to say at least a hello. So I saw him across the patio as I was coming around from the back and he was in the open and I was in the open. Neither of us were obviously with anybody or talking to anybody. And so I was just like, Hey, and I said turkey burger, which is like a stupid nickname that's from a dumb story. But anyway, so I looked at him and I was like, what's up, turkey burger? And then uh, he like smiled and looked at me and like pointed and I was getting ready to walk over and I'm just going to beeline to a quick hug and a handshake and, you know, be about my business again. And as I'm beelining towards him, I hear a hey, but I don't I hear it, but I couldn't possibly be for me because this is a comedy store and nobody calls me hey you know people either know me or they don't and they call me ty and that's you know i'm not hey i mean like hey who the fuck anyway so uh so i don't even pay attention to hey uh i just but keep in mind it was there so so i continue walking and then i feel somebody like kind of hug me from behind but put their weight down so that they stop me from walking literally stop me from walking and it wasn't a particularly strong person you know so I figured it was female but like in my head I was just thinking this must be a friend that obviously doesn't know me well enough to know that my friends don't behave like this they don't stop me from what I'm doing there's no reason that you should stop me unless I'm walking into like an open manhole, no pun intended, no silliness. <laughs> That's all I could think of, you guys, but I didn't mean for that to come out that way. Uh, but yeah, unless I'm walking into some danger, there's no reason you should ever stop me. But this person, I felt like stopped me, and I was, but I was still willing to be a good sport about it because obviously it's a friend that just thought they could stop me like that in the middle while I'm in motion. And I'm kind of annoyed, but I'm still, like I said, going to be a good sport. And I turn around, and it's some woman that I have never met in my life. She is not an unattractive woman, but she's a woman that I've never met in my life. And I don't know why a stranger would think that it's okay to do that. So I, when I see her, I'm not happy about this. But I'm still trying to be at least somewhat cool. But... Then she does one of my biggest pet peeves, which is ask me for a cigarette. Now, at this point, asking me for a cigarette is a pet peeve times a million. Because how entitled are you to think that you should be able to stop another human being that is in motion because you need a cigarette? It sounds like you're a bad planner. And that's not my problem. That's not where I come in. That's where you need to remember that you need to get to 7-Eleven before you hit whatever you're going to do that night. That's what it is. And if I had done that, if you reverse the situation and I did that to a woman, imagine what that would turn into. Could you imagine? So think about that the next time you're blogging, ladies.
Think about the other side of it. I wish she had just told me I had had nice tits and let me keep walking. I would have loved a nice tits compared to somebody stopping me in motion because they needed something. I hated this woman. And of course I said, no, that's exactly. And I wasn't nice about it. I was like, no. And then she like was like, oh, you don't have an." And I was like, no. Fucking bitch. And left it at that. But like that really did. And I joked about it afterwards with Frank, um, who congratulations to. Well, Frank is. I don't know. Never mind. Well, yeah, he's been saying it. So, uh, yeah, Frank is going to be probably on road to roast battle. Um, it depends on how they do the cut and whatever. You know, I don't want to jinx anything. So never mind. But anyway, Frank did a good job tonight at the roast battle. That's what I'll say. But yeah, I told I told Frank and I know that sometimes people think that I'm joking when I say this kind of stuff. But there's not a better way for me to put it than I was kind of traumatized by that. Because as a man, what you got to think about, even though I'm a gay man and I know that that has its own factors or whatever, as what you have to think about is like you can't handle that w the way that you would handle it if it were another man that would do that to you. You know, with another man, you could be like, really, what the fuck's the matter with you? Uh, easier than you can with a woman because with a woman it can't escalate past a certain point and it, it's just you know it really is a violation like another violation that I hate that some women do is when they punch you that's another thing I don't like and sometimes it's somebody you don't even know or you barely know and they punch you and it's just like no you don't like you know a sock in the arm or some are dumb enough to punch you in the fucking stomach which like I don't even know where they get these ideas like I don't know if they think they're kind of kind of male bonding or what they're doing but it's like guys we don't punch each other in the stomach like that's if you're trying to be one of the boys or whatever you're trying to do that's not the way we do it so I don't know where you get these ideas but ladies keep your hands off people I know I don't have to tell most of my friends that but so yeah so there was that um what else did I want to talk about the um being called racist I talked about that a bit on Facebook where kind of every I tell people and people don't like to listen to me like everybody's over the victim culture like there's still some fumes in there and stuff like that but at a point we all need to start looking at ourselves and thinking about what we're doing wrong or what we could be doing differently or our group could be doing differently. Uh, and a lot of people don't want to look at that. They get mad at me. I get called Uncle Tom because of the way that I am about gay issues and stuff like that. But no, Uncle Tom would definitely, like if you're trying to say that I'm uh, going out of my way to please others. I don't know anybody that has that idea of me. I don't even have that personality or that I like, you know, I'm trying to appease a certain audience or tap dance for the straight people. That's definitely not what I do. Um, technically, you can't name another fag that's like me that get, that says the kind of shit I say. And it's not at all anti-gay. I mean, the fact that I personally don't want to be married isn't being anti-gay. The fact that that wasn't a huge thing for me isn't me being anti-gay. That's that I don't feel like I'm ever going to need to be connected to somebody. I used to do a joke about it because uh, I was once on a date where um, a guy asked me if I planned to ever get married. And I said that I didn't plan to get married that I to me that didn't 
seem like a thing, you know, like to really get married. Um, and he was like, or something that I wanted. And he was like, well, don't you want somebody at the end of the day? Wouldn't it be nice to have somebody at the end of the day to like come home to and talk to about your day? And my answer was, that's what my parents are for. Because that's the way I feel. Eventually, one day, I'm going to move my parents to L.A. And we're going to live in a big house in the valley together. And I'll tell them about my day. And then when their days are through, hopefully I'll have kids by that point or a kid by that point. And then not really think about that. Like, yeah, I guess it would be fun to have somebody to date at different points. And I don't I'm def I'm open to that still. But as far as actually being married, I don't think that that's something that I want. And I, I would never say never because the way that I work out, um, I say never and then the next day I end up doing exactly what I said I was never going to do so I wouldn't say that but it's just not it, even when I was engaged I joke about how I was engaged um but only because I thought gay marriage would never happen and that's <laughs> pretty pretty true the way that went down like and I love the person I was with and I definitely would have liked that relation to relationship to have gone on longer but I messed it up that like I, I admit that there were places where he went wrong and stuff like that. But overall, I would say I messed that relationship up. And believe me, like I said, he went wrong plenty of places. But I would say overall, I would I have to take the responsibility for that. So I would have liked to for it to have gone on longer. But really, the idea of being married once it was an actual option, I was just like, yeah, I don't think I want to be married. Even to him, I just don't. I don't like the idea of even a wedding just with all the planning and the money that people put into a wedding. That's not something I want to do. So I'm not trying to keep anybody happy when I say that. Uh, it, I've already told you guys like my idea on what I think should happen as far as gay marriage goes and what gay people should be asking for. But like that's not me pleasing anybody or being self-hating. I just don't want to get married. Uh, like I said, kids one day, yeah, for sure, or a kid at least one day, but not married. And when it comes to the other thing that I talk about sometimes that people get mad at me for as far as gay goes is um, when people want to refuse service to gay people. I really do feel like if you're willing to give up money to, you know, hold on to your religious beliefs or whatever you're welcome to do that and eventually your business will shut down or i'm because it's just not smart as far as business goes but as far as me going to get a cake or something at another spot i don't really care about that and gay people get mad at me for that and if you want to make that your life cause i'm 100 percent fine with you making that li your life cause i'm not going to tell you you're stupid for doing that you have different priorities than i do and you're welcome to that I don't think you're dumb for that, but I'm just not going to be a part of the like, I feel victimized. No, I really don't feel victimized. I feel like I should go get my cake somewhere else. And plus, I never have people tell me no to some shit on that anyway. Like, like all this stuff. This is one thing I want to talk about because people are pulling this whole Trump's America type thing. And I know that it is happening for some people, some places. But I think some of you are putting out a shitty energy. And also, I notice a lot of people projecting onto people what they imagine they're saying that's something i've seen a lot and i'll tell you one case where it happened was i had a guy that was opening the shows for me um 
It was several nights or, you know, yeah, several nights, you could say. Um, and this person was my opener. And Friday, Saturdays, two shows. And then um, Thursday, Thursday and Sunday are one show. So every show, this opener comes back and tells me what it is these people are like. Like, he'll be like... All right, uh, there's like, you know, a big black dude in the front and he's got his feet on the um, on the stage and not laughing at anything, you know, just kind of looking at you like and he's telling me what these people are like. So one night it's like, you know, there. Yeah, there's a lady because it was Halloween. <laughs> he's like, there's a lady that's got like devil horns and uh, she's sitting off to the side and she just isn't liking anything. I don't know. I think she might be religious or something like that. So it, every show it's some problem according to this guy every show i walk out like i do and these people are great specifically because i'm not going to judge these people just off of what he says really i don't care what any of the feature or the well when chris rubio who's one of the guys that regularly works for me or chris Doran, who also is but they're both my good friends and they um have featured for me enough uh, I trust them because they'll tell me stuff I need to know. Like, you know, there's a real chatty person over here or that kind of stuff. But when you're just judging people off of what you think they're trying to tell you or whatever you're thinking through your set, and then you tell me that, I'm especially if I don't know you, I'm not going to, like, really take your word. I'm like, yeah, whatever, cool, thanks, I guess. Um, and I'd go out there, and since I would at least just notice these people because he had said about them, I'd be like, these people are fine. These people are great. They're laughing. They're fun. Maybe you should stop judging people all the time. Because I see that on both sides in a lot of cases. And I hate when I say it to one side and the other side gets like, well, what about they do this and this and this? Okay, well, yeah, you're right. That too. But I don't know. Maybe when I talk to them, I'll talk about that. But right now I'm talking to you because I'm telling you that I'm noticing you doing it right now. And that's what I feel like about a lot of these Trump's America people. Like, I had a friend that did a Mexican joke the other night. And uh, it wasn't, like, derogatory. It wasn't, like, you know, it, I know what the lines are, even as far as, even if it doesn't affect me, where it's like, yeah, I can see how an audience would get offended by that. Uh, that I can see. And so, like, I can tell you that his joke wasn't derogatory. It was just silly, if anything. It was just a silly joke and funny. But um, when he said it because he's a white guy and he wears a cap a lot of times, uh, somebody yelled at him that his guy Trump had already won. And this is at an open mic. So these are like other comics. So somebody yelled that at him and they were like mad at him. And it was like they had assumed that he was a Trump supporter. And this guy wasn't even isn't even a Trump supporter. So now somebody goes and reports that or says then i'm not saying this got reported because it's not like they reported it but i mean like what i think is happening is people are posting this kind of stuff on facebook afterwards and acting like oh that's a trump's america type thing and it's like no that that's you saying that was a trump's america just like when i said you know people will paint you with whatever brush they want and expect you to live by that or apologize for that and then they get mad when you don't and say you're exactly what they said you were and it's like okay well you know i mean like because people will tell me um that i must hate my mother and i must not have sisters or like stuff like that you know and it's like yeah i actually have three sisters and my mother is great and we have a great relationship she's my favorite person in the world or at least tied with my daddy 
I love those people. And my sisters, too, are great. And they're all three of my sisters are beautiful. So, you know, I'm sure they've been in some way creeped out by or the regular things people have happen because like even as a gay man you'll get creeped out by men sometimes or things that'll happen where they're kind of borderline inappropriate or whatever and you you navigate that and you figure out how to make it work and or you know how to get yourself out of that situation or whatever you do but it doesn't have to turn into a whole victim I'm you know you're it must be misogynist to know that person even did that kind of stuff and you're still friends with them or said that kind of stuff especially when it comes to people saying stuff that's where i think even though nobody wants to hear it like people kind of fucked up with trump not fucked up they were kind of they really fucked up when they were talking about trump the people on the left because they made everything like so scandalous that at a point it all began to mean nothing it's like oh what did he say now snitch what what is it okay cool yeah all right you're right that's the worst thing in the world worst thing i've ever heard can't believe it didn't know people talk that way you're right so after it happened so many times you're just gonna like all right well cool clearly you're shocked by everything and then it turns into, well, you're a misogynist if you don't care about that. No, you just got me to a point where I just don't care about anything, where I, where I feel like you're just whiny all the time for nothing. Everything's something, you know? And I know people will get mad at that kind of stuff, but it's called unbothered for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't noticed the way that it works is I usually start off somewhat bothered. That's usually Bijou's fault. So I start off a little bit bothered because of Bijou. Then I go into some story and I get bothered even more. Then I'll end up somewhere else and end up even more bothered. And then by the end of it, I'm unbothered because I've already talked it out. I think a lot of people hold in these feelings and then that's why they're way more because i'm cunty in the moment you could say but it's because there's no consequence for me in the way that people already have an idea of me people already think i'm gonna be a cunt so i might as well be a cunt you know if i when i have to because if you look at the number of people i actually hang out with and get along with like comics that i see in any comedy club that i get along with it outweighs the number that I don't get along with by a lot, a lot. Most people I have at least a pleasant relationship with or cordial. Um, you know, most people I don't have a problem with. It's just when I have a problem, I'm not going to pretend like I don't. And especially when I feel like it's people that don't necessarily need to be on the scene or in the way. But since people already have that idea of me that I'm, I can be bitchy or whatever then I just go with that. If I feel annoyed with something, then I'll just say it right there in the moment. Because uh, the other thing I did with Jeff uh, was he ended up showing up at Wang's, which is an open mic we did, and then I just roasted him there. Because, oh, when I was going on with my story, then he was like, really? That that didn't end up having anything to do with that. And I was just like, why do you keep talking? Why do you keep trying to make yourself 
be right when really you just fucked up, you got corrected, and you should just correct the behavior or not be around. And that's it. That's all it has to be. It doesn't have to turn into a whole victimization. But, oh, yeah. So I was talking about that when I got sidetracked onto something else. And whatever, you guys. I'm having a conversation with myself right now. And I'm letting you guys listen. And sometimes my thoughts are a little bit scattered. But, uh, yeah, I talked about on Facebook how people are just getting tired of the victim culture. And that's what started to happen with All the Way Around now. Where you see people keep posting these things that are supposed to shock us or make it so that we think everything's so racist. And now that's starting to lose steam. It's just like, yeah. And people are still pushing the... It's going to turn into a white nationalist, whatever. And it's like all that panic thinking. If you want to talk to me, let's talk about, you know, ways to figure stuff out. Or where we can start to talk to each other in a more honest way and actually work through this stuff together. You know, if you want to shed some light on something, then do that and talk to me with some respect and you'll find that I'll talk to you with respect as well and we can have some real conversations last night I was talking to Damar Randy and we were talking about you know uh, Trump's plans and that kind of stuff and I had a really good conversation with Damar and we got a little bit loud but at the same time we're both people of color so it wasn't like aggressive loud and it wasn't you know at all we didn't get condescending or do any insulting stuff it was just like you know each telling our point of view uh there was one point where it got a little too because i'm not i'm just not going with the fear isn't a good motivator for me like it, when people try to act like it's going to be a Hitler situation or that's what they're trying to do is ethnic cleansing i'm just like no that's i I'm not panicked like that. I mean, like, even if that was the plan, we're way too early in the plan for it to be a real, let's see if that's the plan before we start getting ridiculous. And I get it if you want to have your spidey senses going, then you do that. You be in charge of that. But don't expect me to do that with you. Don't expect me to go down every rabbit hole. Some things it's like, yeah, let's just take a wait-and-see attitude, guys. How about... How about we're where we're at? Take a wait and see attitude. Protesters. Cool. You can protest if you want to. I don't mind if you protest at all. People think I get mad at people for protesting. I don't care when people protest. I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. I don't care who knows it. I don't agree with it one bit when people block any kind of freeway or people from getting, from getting to where they want to go. You do not have the right to stop other people from doing the things that they have to do because you feel that your cause is important. Sorry, you don't you don't get to force me into being part of your activism. It's not the way it works. Protest, be as loud as you need to be in those areas, whatever it is you're doing, you know, just don't start breaking stuff, don't start fighting with people. That's the other thing I don't like because I think you're taking away from your own case. 
Like, as soon as you start breaking stuff, vandalism, looting, any of that kind of stuff, you lose me. Because now I don't feel like you're doing this because you're protesting whatever you're protesting. Now I feel like you're doing this because you wanted this protest to be an excuse for you to get a new TV. Or whatever it is you're doing. Or do your arson fantasy. Or that kind of stuff doesn't need to happen in a protest. If you're going to do a protest, do it right. Like I said, be as loud as you need to be. Take as many days as you need to do that area, whatever it is designated. I don't know how they do it because I personally don't go to protest because I'm not going to find parking for a protest. I'm not going through all those steps. I can't think of anything that I would really protest like that. Maybe one day we'll find that thing and you guys will see me out there front lines with my picket sign. But right now, that's not where we're at. So... Like I said, you're welcome to do it, but, and I don't even, well, the, these I think are kind of dumb, but like other ones, I can see how that would be certain people's cause and I don't have a problem with it. I just say, don't block people from getting where they need to go outside of that. It's your right. So anyway, I think we've talked about everything. Um, I'll have Jasmine Lee next week unless something happens and her schedule gets busy. She's also going to be doing something with Roast Battle. So we'll be talking a little bit about that, I'm sure. And also, um, whatever she wants to talk about. I'm, I'll be getting to know Jasmine Lee. We, we've chatted at the mics a bit, but, uh, not enough for me to really know her. And I like my podcast as a way to get to know people, so... I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, uh, the episode, I should say. If you get a chance, please give me some stars on iTunes or comment on SoundCloud or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter at, at Ty Rivera. Um, or you can go to America's Favorite Fag. I need to update my calendar on my site. I've already got some 2017 stuff that I need to post. And so I'll be doing that soon. But I do it myself and I hate doing that shit. And I will do it, you guys. But goddamn, I'm fucking I really need to do something about that. You know what? I'm going to be more proactive in my own life. I'm going to be the change I want to see. Be good to each other, you guys. And don't be racist with each other. And don't be violent with each other. And try to at least hear each other out. And don't write blogs. Love you.